Smith goes for the shot in the back of the net. Keep your eye on goal of the day. That's got to be a contender early on. He takes the right for the shot. Oh my goodness me! And you would, as a Crawley fan, begin to believe the three points are yours. It's the best night of Crawley Town's lives. And there may be more to come. Hello and welcome to the Straight Red Podcast. Don't worry, we haven't deserted you just yet. We're back for another season. In this episode, we recap the fans' forum and transfers, review the red start to the new season and discuss your answers to the big question. Plus, there's a new podcast in town. Well, welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to the Straight Red Podcast, the first episode of the second season. I'm Jonathan, Ewan is sat opposite me, and welcome to the Straight Red Podcast. Now, Ewan, before I dive straight into everything that we're going to talk about this podcast, I have a question for you. Go on. What is the definition of home? Home is a noun. (laughs) Yes, come on. Uh, A a dwelling where one... Oh, don't. (laughs) I know it's a noun. Crack on. The place where one lives permanently, especially as a member of a family or a household. And what a lovely home we've got. May I quote you? You said you'll never, ever forget it. I'll never forget it. It's a noun, I said. (laughs) Well, moving on from that, if you didn't quite get that, that, that's from a previous podcast episode. So please go back and and, uh, check that out if you wish to. But with this podcast, it's something special because it has been one whole year, Ewan, since we put out our first podcast. So when this podcast goes out on the 16th of August, last year in 2018 on the 16th of August was our first ever podcast. And wait for it, wait for it. (laughs) (laughs) Was it it worth the wait? (laughs) (laughs) Probably not. I was meant to bring a party hooter and I completely forgot. So that was played off on my phone. Do you know what? Funnily enough, today I was thinking, when was our first podcast? It must have been around about a year ago. One year birthday. Happy birthday to us. And uh, like you've already said, it's going to be hopefully a really, really good episode. Got loads to talk about. Lots of positive things to talk about as well. Um, Are we going to start with the signings update, I think, aren't we? Yes. I was just going to say a quick welcome to any new listeners that may have joined us in the past few episodes or whether this is your first ever episode joining the Straight Red Podcast. Welcome aboard. If you haven't quite understood what this is all about, well, this is a place where we chat about Crawley things, a safe place to chat about Crawley things. We're not affiliated to the club directly, so we can criticise them and hold them accountable. But at the same time, we're here to celebrate the great things that go on. We can say whatever we bloody want, can't we? <laughs> so we, we usually follow a, a rough structure that you'll probably pick up as we go through this podcast. Sometimes we have guests on from the club in order to just give you an insight into what goes on at Crawley Town, kind of break down those barriers and, and unite the fans with the club. Because, you know, at the end of the day, we are one and we achieve great things when we're one. Um, and then we kind of move on to a bit of Broadfield buzz, which Ewan has very much got under his belt. It's a cracking little segment where we talk about things which are not happening on the pitch. It's a big segment today. Very much so. And this season, I think we are wanting to get you guys on as well, the fans who are listening to this podcast. We don't just want to get the guys who work at the club on, who play for the club. We want to get you guys on as well because we are some fans. We talk about some stuff. We have some opinions. You guys have different opinions to us as well. And we want to include you in what we're doing too. Very well said. So shall we move on? To the Let's transfers? move on. Let's do it. Right. 
Right, let's start off with just a really quick signings update. We did this sort of in our mid-season special when we already knew about Ashley Nadison, Mason Bloomfield, Nathan Ferguson and Bez Lubala. Since then, and don't forget the window doesn't close until 2nd of September, but since that our last episode, we've also now got low Michael Layambala, goalkeeper, Alfie Jones, goalkeeper, Jordan Tunnicliffe, defender, George Forrest, defender, Josh Dakers-Cogley, fullback, and Reese Grigo Crox has signed a contract extension. That makes 10 signings in total over the summer. On the last episode, there was a bit of a concern that we didn't have enough defenders, and there's three being signed uh, in that window since the last episode, Jonathan. Yeah, and when was the last time that we had three goalkeepers at the club? I cannot remember. I think, actually, when Glenn Morris signed, he joined as a goalkeeping coach. And we had Yusuf Mersin and one other who I forget the name of. But then, of course, you, uh, then of course Glenn was Morris. Was it like Mitchell Beanie or something like that? Maybe, uh, but then Glenn <laughs> Morris did his thing and um, nobody else ever got a look in whatsoever. And not, it's not just been players that Crawley have been signing in the entire transfer window. Get this, we've also got now Edo Rubio, assistant coach, John Meany, part-time coach, Rory Harding, analyst, David Watson, head scout, Gareth Cooper, opposition analyst, and Kieran Britland, assistant analyst. So that is 16 new faces at the People's Pension Stadium since the end of last season. Um, and you know what? We know what's coming. We're going to go through the match update shortly. But um, it's fair to say it's been a fairly good window. If we were having this podcast, as we originally planned before the first game, it's very, it's like an unknown. But knowing what we do with a few games under our belt, it does look like it's been a really, really good summer window for Crawley. Yeah, and it seems like the club have listened to the fans. They've uh, realised the weaknesses in the team and they've actually done something about it and addressed it. And I don't know about you, but it's this is the first time in quite some time that as a fan... I'm genuinely excited about this season. We mentioned it in the last episode. It, it, there does seem to be, not just in the fans, but also in the club, in the in the sort of, they're putting a lot of content out, really being engaged with the fans. It does. It's very easy to say, the start of every season, this is going to be a good year. It has genuinely felt very different this summer and everybody pulling in the same direction. Now, the window, again, doesn't close till 2nd of September. So the likes of Ashley Nathaniel George, David Cisse, uh, Panuche Kamara, maybe even Reese Grogo Cox. And then, of course, you've got Palmer and Polian. I think Palmer's sort of accepted he's back in the squad now. But we could still see some players going out, although we've got 10 new players on board. That is, I think it's a 28-man squad now. I wouldn't be surprised to see at least one of Kamara, Cissé or Nathaniel George uh, make the exit before the 2nd of September. So moving on to the fixtures that have happened, quite a few fixtures have happened since our last podcast. So we're just going to briefly whisk over the ones that happened quite some time ago and spend a little bit more time on the more recent ones. So Ewan, take us through pre-season very quickly. So let's have a really quick look at pre-season because again, at the time it was pretty disappointing, but we know what's happened since. So we had four pre-season friendlies. We lost 3-2 to Swansea, 1-0 to Brighton, 3-1 to Horsham and then 2-1 to Portsmouth. So the stat says four games, four losses, only four goals, zero clean sheets. It was a pretty poor pre-season, wasn't it? And quite a few fans really disappointed with that Horsham result as well. I remember the reactions for that game were not great and I thought, oh, is this going to be another one of those seasons? Fortunately, though, 
Well, let's look at Carlisle first of all. First game of the season away at Carlisle. Reds went down 2-1. Bez Labala getting the goal. Um, and to be fair, though, Crawley still had 20 shots. Only four on target, but 20 shots. It was an attacking game. Mixed reviews from the people that went to the game and travelled all the way up to Carlisle. Again, we always take our hats off to those that do the travelling, especially those massive distances. And unsurprisingly, after four pre-season losses and the first game of the season being a loss away as well, you look on social media and I wasn't surprised at all um, when you see a couple of hashtags choffy out, um, words such as shocking, pathetic, nothing changes, etc, etc. And after that Carlisle game, you can understand it because after the game, that was six consecutive losses in all competitions, nine games without a clean sheet. Um, and it didn't look very good. But then... Yes, then we go to Saturday, which just happened, the mighty Salford City. I mean, I say mighty in inverted commas because they haven't actually proved themselves at this level. But obviously with the, with the big backing that they've got, the big uh, Manchester United boys who have um, part-owned them now have, have given them quite a lot of clout. Crawley beat them 2-0. And a few newspapers reported that was a shock win. I wouldn't say it was a shock win. I don't think it was a shock win. Maybe maybe a little bit of a surprise. Saltwood were favourites with the bookies going into that game. But what a performance. Genuinely one of the best team performances I've seen maybe in 12, I didn't remember anything like that last season. It was incredible. Salford maybe didn't play their best, but again, you look at the stats and it was 30 shots. So that's 50 shots for Crawley in two games. I think we maybe didn't have that over five games at times last season. Grego Cox, brilliant. Bez Labalo, two goals in two. Nathan Ferguson, what an absolute solid player he is. David Cissé on fire. Mason Bloomfield putting a fairly good effort in. Even Doherty, replacing at left back. I thought he did okay. I mean, a lot of people don't like him, don't rate him. He, he's not the best player in the world, but he filled the boots fairly well. Um, the biggest worry for me is, especially with like uh, Dakers Cogley coming in, are we ever going to see Lewis Young again in a starting lineup? Or is he now just a replacement squad player? Possibly a replacement squad player, possibly only for cup matches slash when injuries happen. But you never know. You've you got to you take need, the most of your opportunities. You need, you need a deep squad. And it looks like Crawley have got that with 28 current players. It looks like we've got a fairly deep squad, which is absolutely brilliant. Um, we were commentating for the uh, visually impaired at the game, Jonathan. And when we were looking at the man of the match at the end of the game, we were looking across the field. And you couldn't pick anybody that was definitely not man of the match. There were some great performances. I love and great performances. Even the substitutes. When um, Marais came on, young, fresh legs Marais. He was all running about all over the place. Ollie Palmer put a little bit of a shift in at the end as well. Um, still ducking for headers or, or crosses that come across that really frustrates me. But he looks like, you know what, Crawley's my club now. I better start putting some effort in. And I felt like he was doing that. And it wasn't just the stats, like you say, that say Crawley were doing a good job. I thought if you visually looked at them, cracking job again. Like the defence looked pretty rigid there were moments when Salford did start to test Crawley a little bit but there was always a man who was tracking back like Moraes his work rate cracking work rate to come all the way back all the time to make that final interceptional block when there was no one else there I was more impressed with the attack of displays because Crawley kind of came in waves at Salford which really did um, kind of break Salford down in there I don't think they really knew how to deal with it because Crawley just kept up that that sustained pressure and in the end after hitting the woodwork a few times they fortunately got a penalty in their favour which helped ease the nerves a little and then the second half cracking goal from Nathan Ferguson like you say he really caught my in particular but along with many other players also interestingly another player from Dulwich Hamlet 
three, isn't it? Yeah. It is. It's brilliant. Um, and even EFL on Quest, the channel, they said it was one of the most impressive performances across the whole EFL that weekend. And it's no surprise whatsoever. So um, Crawley on now, hopefully on people's radar maybe after that. Um, Pesla Barla, top goal scorer in the league. I know he's on equal two with a lot of people, but he's actually top of the goal scoring courtesy of the best goals per minute ratio. Um, 79 minutes per goal for him. Uh, and he's top of there's six players on two goals and he currently sits top of that um also hong kong paul was in town wasn't he yes and uh, i went to see him before the game and after the game uh he did he did claim um some of the credit for the win not sure how i think it might have been a bit of a sly joke but he did come a little bit of credit um just did sort you of being contribute into... to his uh, little hangover he had i didn't know we did mention he did say after the game that many thanks to all the supporters who took the time to come and introduce themselves to me he said a hundred plus there was hugs high fives and handshakes and it meant the world to me uh, several bought drinks in there as well he did mention he had a pretty bad hangover <laughs> the next day so Great start. Well, great second game in the league. Great home start to the league. Then we move on last night into the Carabao Cup. Now, cups aren't very good for Crawley. Especially the Carabao Cup. It has been five years. Um, And I'm going to mention a tweet that came through from Bruce Wells because like like most Crawley fans and poor Crawley fans, I was enjoying the game courtesy of Sky Sports News and the club Twitter account (laughs) Um, because I can't afford much. Now, he put a great tweet up and it showed Crawley's record in the Carabao Cup. And now he, he did put this tweet out in the 65th minute when Crawley were winning 3-1. And his tweet said, this is just our first win in seven years that we've won a League Cup tie in 90 minutes and our first ever away win in 90 minutes in this competition. He said that on 65 minutes. And Walsall made it 3-2 about two minutes later. So it was an edgy sort of last 25 minutes for everybody, of course, definitely at the stadium up there in Walsall, but also people watching. Um, Even right at the death as well, because there was a, a cracking shot right at the end, which I have to say, Lewin Bula, if I pronounced that name correctly. Probably not. Reserve goalkeeper or, or second goalkeeper to, to Glenn Morris, obviously. Um, I thought he was just there to kind of fill, fill the boots, really, of, of a second goalkeeper. He's proved me wrong because he made some cracking saves last night. I've only seen the highlights of the goals that the club put out today. I didn't have time today at work to have a look at the saves. But yeah, apparently made two worldies, one in the first half and uh, one right at the death in the second. I've seen a photo of it in the club Twitter account. I can't say I've seen the highlights yet. But um, yeah, whether he's going to be challenging Glenn for the number one spot, unlikely at the minute but it's nice to have nice to know that if something happens to Glenn God forbid um, then there's somebody that can make a replacement of, of some sort of depth as well also Nadison off the mark brilliant yeah one goal one assist in your first game for Crawley away from home as well in a cup tie that we haven't won for five years what a way to do it um, so we are into the second round and the draw was made very soon after the game and lo and behold, for the first time in since 2014, for over five years when we were at home to Ipswich, we were at home in the second round, or home in the Cup at least. That, that was six consecutive away games in the Carabao Cup, um, or it's sort of former disguises. And we are home to Norwich on this, week commencing 26th of August. Is this the first time we've had a Premier League side at home since Doe? I believe you're right. And the last time we were in the second round of the of a cup, funnily enough, it was away at Norwich. Ah. So there you go. And um, that is week commencing 26th. So let's let's assume it's going to be Tuesday the 27th, 7.45 p.m., all to be confirmed. But how nice is that? Home game, under the floodlights, 
Premier League team. Doesn't get much better in the cup than that. So that is the matches we've had since the last podcast. Jonathan, a very quick look at the matches coming up over the rest of August. We know about that cup game, but we've also got Scunthorpe away, Crew Alexandra at home, Leighton Orient away and Cheltenham at home. Yeah, so Scunthorpe relegated from League One. So potentially a team with better quality if if you were to go off the league they come from but also they got relegated so maybe not and they've also played two lost two so far this season lost two nil and lost four one yes so it's very important of course the run you're coming in with so at the moment i put crawley down as a draw for this one because they are away from home are we doing predictions are we well yes go on what, what, what would you <laughs> let's do it so I've gone for a draw. Crew Alexandra at home. I've gone for a Crawley win. Last season, they finished 12th. That's pretty much bang middle in the table. And last season, Crawley won one, lost one. They won 3-0 and lost 6-1 <laughs> to Crew. Oh, yeah. Um, Leighton Orient away. They were promoted from the National League as winners. I've put down a draw for that one. And then Norwich at home in the cup, a win. I, I, you've got to say, win at home with the team we've got and the, the positivity we're showing, the team togetherness, the, the depth of the squad as well. Um, I think definitely I'd say a win against Norwich. I agree with you so far. What about Cheltenham as well? Cheltenham, uh, I would go with a win. Three wins and two draws out of the next five games. Yes, this I love is it. very I, optimistic. I absolutely love it and I couldn't agree more. So that's all the on-field action. Now we move on, as this is a fairly condensed episode in terms of uh, sections that we're going to do, because we don't have anyone necessarily to interview. We're moving on to Broadfield Buzz, Ewan. This is your favourite section, and it could be a long one today. Uh, Well, I'm going to try and knock it down a little bit, but I have got a lot to talk about. It's been a while since the last episode, and there's so much going on at the club as well. Now, what I'm going to try and do, first of all, there was a fans forum on the 5th of August. Um, I know it's been online. It was an hour long. I get it. A lot of people can't be bothered to watch it. So I'm going to condense it. I'm going to try to put the fans forum into about 40 seconds, okay? Wow. Don't time it, but that's what I think I can get this into, okay? So this was the fans' forum. Main learning point, Gabby, lovely guy, he's got to speak up a bit. He does mumble, doesn't he? Yes. The real important bits now. Jimmy Smith, small injury. When he's fit, he'll be back to play. We've already know about that. Dominic Polion, not in Gabby's plans, not even on the bench. The new training ground feels like home. Gabby said we no longer feel like gypsies around Crawley, <laughs> which I thought was brilliant. Erdem had a little chat as well. They're trying to find some new rev- revenue streams to increase the playing budget. Bruce chipped in. There's one year left on the Brighton ladies' contract. They might stay, they might not. The pitch renovation, mostly funded by Brighton. Didn't seem like we were too fussed whether they stayed or not. Does that mean we lose the pitch renovation when they go? I would have thought so, yes. Uh Uh, So that'll be after uh, regards the new increase in budgets and new revenue streams. Um, They're trying to create a better relationship with the Crawley Wasps, now in the third tier of the English Football League, um, the Women's Football League, of course, uh, looking for a long-term partnership where the Crawley Wasps could even become the Crawley Ladies eventually. Edu had one question to answer. He was looking dapper. He was asked about what he does. He spoke very well for great English, actually. And his job is simply to help Gabby and the club be as good as possible, what we could imagine. Kelly then got involved as well, holding a very large glass of wine in the left hand, sloshing around. <laughs> very casual. Mentioned the training ground. Always been a hot topic recently. The council are looking for the best price to lease it. They suggest we are in the driving seat. It's just red tape slowing it down. The club are pushing for answers and a decision. And we just have to watch this space. There was 
was a note on uh, new match day catering, which is Tilgate Bakery, which is great. You might mention that a bit later. Regards to the scoreboard, as we know, it's broken. They're working with getting a new one, looking at sizes, structures, etc. Uh, with Hong Kong Ball. And it's another sort of story that's just sort of rolling on and we'll, we'll sort of learn more as we go on. Finally, a bit of mention on the programme. It's now 16 pages and just £1. Basically, because nobody buys them anymore, it doesn't make any money. They only sold 260 per game last season, and they're no longer compulsory either. And of course, there was always two or three questions from people who used to coach under-17 level, um, questioning Gabby's tactics and making their own suggestions, which I always love. <laughs> that was pretty good. And That was the fans forum. I, I love the... Uh... The gesture of um, the wine in, in the hand of Kelly there. That was that brilliant picture painted. There we go. A couple of minutes over the 40 second mark, but I'll, I'll give it to you. <laughs> it's not bad. So you don't need to watch it now. That is what happened. Right. Next, Jonathan. Big talking point. There's an official club podcast. Ah. Oh. <laughs> the club podcast. If you haven't listened to it, um, a lot of people who have spoken to, they have listened to it. But please, please do give it a listen. I'd, we'd love to know what your thoughts are. My little top tip for, for the club podcast, just, you know, it's a freebie. They don't pay me anything for this. Turn your aircon off. Oh, my goodness me. It, yeah. Um, I mean, first of all, when we heard there was a club podcast... People, a couple of people mentioned to us, oh, you've got competition now. We don't see it like that whatsoever. We would love the official club podcast. It's called DB21, um, which is uh, Danny Boone hosting it. Um, it's got a bit of bully, isn't it? That's its name. And uh, we would love it to be really good. The reason being is they're not a competitor, of course, in terms of podcast numbers and things, um, because it's coming from a completely different angle. They can't talk about openly about the club, make suggestions or slag it off, like not slag it off, but they can't say anything negative like we can. Um, it's a completely different direction. And the more people listening to podcasts, the better, because they've got such a bigger social media reach. If they can get people listening to podcasts, naturally, some will maybe not migrate to us, but listen to us as well. So it's great. We would love it to be really, really good. Unfortunately, <laughs> and this is me speaking as a, both a fan and also as somebody who co-hosts a podcast, we know a little bit about them. It really felt to me like a wasted opportunity. Um, intro was was pretty decent. Like I do cringe at a, a quite a few podcast intros, even our own one. Um, but then after that, uh, wow, I my my face sank. So I, I've met, I've listened to it twice because I listened to it the first time around, and I thought, oh, maybe I'm being a bit too critical here. Then I listened to it again today just to make some more notes. I've listened to it twice, and I've put my thoughts together on it. And I have got this is this is what my sort of opinion on it is anyway. Um, again, the big problem is they can't they can only speak in one direction. Everything's got to be positive. That's absolutely fine. I get that. It suggests it's presented by Danny Bowman. It's not. It's presented by Bruce and, and, and Danny is there. You've mentioned the terrible sound. It was like one of their guests was an air conditioning unit. So and that, that's a really easy thing to sort out. So I'd expect in episode two, that's absolutely gone. All you've got to do is do it in a quiet room. And um, the biggest problem I had, no structure. Um, I mean, I don't say we've got an absolute solid structure, but we have some sort of, sort of defined sections. Yeah, yeah, we have segments and things and we know what's happening. And at the start of the podcast, we mentioned what we're going to be talking about. Um, it just started with a question to Danny. So looking forward to Saturday. And I'm thinking, hang on, 
what's the point of this podcast? Where's it going? Just let me know. Um, I felt like there was no notes taken before the podcast and planning. Um, in front of me right now, Jonathan, I've got seven pages of A4 for this podcast. Yeah, it mine, might, mine's all on the computer. So. It might not sound like we've got seven pages of notes, <laughs> but we generally, we, we plan. I, I probably spent four hours doing my notes for this podcast. Um, and it felt like it was just a very quick, complacent, oh, let's do a podcast, let's not, let's not plan it too much. Um, one thing that didn't upset me, but I thought they were sailing a bit close to the wind, um, I felt yeah, they, they took a little bit of a joke at former club secretary Gail Vowles, who is now in a high position at Watford, club secretary at Watford. Um, and I felt there was a joke taken at her expense, which I thought was pretty unprofessional. Didn't like that whatsoever. Um, they claimed to be the first ever official club podcast. Now, and they, Bruce was asked, have you heard of any other before? And it says, no, I don't think any exist. Bruce's team is Birmingham. Birmingham have a, an official club podcast. So he's missed a trick there. Maybe the second, maybe the first in League Two. Uh, but again, it's just your research. That's all it is. Um, again, we would love this to be successful because it can improve our numbers. Um, and if they'd come to us for advice, we would have dished it out absolutely willingly. And we could have sort of offset maybe five or fewer of these mistakes. Um, which, but it's, it's a learning process. Yes, if, yes. if we look back to our first podcast... God, we were talking about bloody jeans yeah. and crap, weren't we? What a yes. disaster. Well, I, I but it's a learning process. Um, but yeah, I really, really hope it improves and it gets some sort of structure. Um, obviously, the sound improves as well. But um, could be very, very good. A disappointing for me start. You can't just throw these things together at the last minute, which it felt like it was. Yeah, I think if you sort your sound out, that's uh, a lot of the way done to sounding professional. But... Yeah, you've, you've covered it quite comprehensively there, Ewan. You should be a podcast critic. Well, maybe maybe I am now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've got a, 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 a tiny little gripe, and I nearly didn't even mention this again. Um, next bit on, uh, on Broadfield Buzz. Um, I don't like the new font we're using. Like the the um, for the Twitter Hong Kong f- fooey yeah text Kung yeah, Kung yeah. Fu, yes. it does or, look or Kung am- Fu Panda yeah it looks um, amateur when we it? do the Twitter and it says substitutions and it says things like um, full time added time etc etc there's a really weird amateurish font that I really not sure because it doesn't fit in with anything else we're doing no it doesn't fit the club branding um, I'd be interested to know whether the club does have any brand guidelines without trying to you know be too official with everything but it doesn't like you say it feels a bit like some six-year-olds running the Twitter account. yeah it, it, it just it didn't fit in for me it, again it felt like a little bit rushed I know they've had a massively busy summer absolutely loads to do so maybe that was just the last minute oh just to flick down the fonts pick that one chuck it in um but at least it, it wasn't comic sans at least it wasn't comic sans yeah um but no um again that's just a little thing that I pick up on because it, it, it just I looked and I thought that ain't right Moving on, next one. Right, the club are looking for a videographer. You can email feedback at crawleytownfc.com. Quite simply, that is for somebody to make videos on match days and then the club use them to um, on their social media channels to increase engagement and make it look nice and interesting. I've got a real issue with this. Um, I've spoken to the club. It's no pay, no expenses. And that... You don't even get a burger. And that, no, well, you might get a burger, I don't know, but no pay, no expenses. 
And what really frustrates me about that is just palming it off as experience, which I find embarrassing. How can you ask somebody to bring their own equipment, do their own editing? Yeah, they get an entry to the game, but absolutely fine. But You don't really watch the game if you're doing that kind exactly. of stuff. Though. So, But why, why can't you say to the catering staff, oh, it's experience in catering? Or why can't you say to Gabby, oh, you're not getting paid because it's experience in managing? How is this job any different that you cannot pay that person? They, you need them more than they need you. Okay, you need somebody to make videos. You're asking them to do it for experience, right? I don't get it. I, I, I find, I think it's awful that that person will not be getting paid for a job that the club are going to benefit from. How is it different to any other role within the football club? Yeah, and as a person who's previously done some videography sort of work, um, it is um, a, a real shame to see that because um, other places would would quite freely offer money for that. It's like when you see a new restaurant opening and they want a band to play and they'll say, oh, you can come and play rest- a music in our restaurant. It's fine. That's great. Uh, we can't pay, but it will be good exposure for you. Rubbish. Absolute rubbish. They've spent their time, money and skill learning that craft. You want them to do it for free. Um, it's. I really, really hope the club change their mind on that. You obviously um, don't have to pay them like proper market rates, but you know so- something little to absolutely to keep yeah. going. It, you know? it, it's their equipment, it's their skill, it's their time. Palm it off as experience. Nah, not for me. Sorry. Um, right. Back onto a positive note, Jonathan. Um, do you remember a little while ago we had a discussion about possibly turning this maybe into a little YouTube channel. Not just a podcast, but maybe do something on Match Day and send it on a YouTube channel. Uh, Straight Red TV. Yeah, something very brief like that. We don't need to, no, because there's a Crawley Town Match Day vlogger. Oh. There is. You can find him. It's If you go on YouTube and you search for Crawley Town Vlogs, it's a young fan. He actually sits in front of the press box, so quite near us. Um, oh, is it Harvey? I forget his name. It might be Harvey. Um, I'll find out. But um, yeah, he does a match day vlog now on at least all the home games, some of the away games as well. He did one at Horsham. He was doing one at the weekend um, against Salford as well. Nice bit of editing. Only a young lad, maybe 11, 12 years old, not entirely sure. But nice graphics. He does a nice little summary. Very, very confident. He's already got... 136 subscribers wow. to his Crawley Town vlogs. And he had over 350 views on the Salford one already. That, that's Which honestly cracking work. Almost as many as listens as we get. We've been doing this a year. Yeah. Um, no, honestly, yeah, well done. That's that's cracking. It, it's it really good. So we, we don't need to bother anymore because he's doing it very well. Again, go on YouTube, search for Crawley Town vlogs and um, all the, uh, hopefully, for the rest of this season as well. A little video on all of the Crawley Town games. If you're abroad or miss the game, um, you can check them out there, as well as, of course, the um, quest and club highlights. Now, next coming up, uh, Checker Trade Trophy is now the Leasing.com Trophy. Should we just call it the League Trophy or the EFL Trophy? EFL Trophy, That's absolutely fine. So, um, of course, we're in that uh, three-year deal next with Leasing.com now. Um, And the draw has been done for it. We're in with Portsmouth again. Oxford and Norwich under 21. There we go. And we are playing Portsmouth on September the 3rd, 7.45 away at Fratton Park. Uh, we've been given an allocation of 200 tickets. They are £10 for adults, £5 concession, £2 for 18 and under. The Norwich City game is at home and is also the Oxford game is at home as well. They are week commencing October the 7th and November the 11th, respectively. What are your hopes slash thoughts for the EFL trophy? Um, we're in the second round of the Carabao Cup. Couldn't care less about the EFL trophy. Um, it, it, it doesn't excite me whatsoever. I'll go to the home games, of course I will, but I'm not particularly 
fussed if we do well or not well. I think we've got such a deep squad now, we could play a second 11 and still do fairly well in it, in fact. If we do well, fantastic. And I'll, I'll go on the coach to Wembley, of course I will. But I won't be, um, unless we get to that stage, sort of much further down the line. It's, it's a chance for, we've got a big squad now, it's a chance for those to get actual competitive minutes under their belt. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, right, next up, Junior Reds is back, Jonathan. Yes, did you know, fun fact, I was once a Junior Red. Were you really? And uh, in inverted commas, it is better than ever. Hmm. I'd somewhat disagree with that. Back in, <laughs> back in my day, uh, we used to get discounts at the Nando's. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that, that sounds about right. That was that, really good. Were you involved right. in putting that together? I mean, I'm not that much older than you. When was this? What year was this? <laughs> I mean, I was at the latter end of junior as I was at a 10-year-old. You were happened. like a junior teen, weren't you? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, when when we first started it, uh, it was about 2010-11. I mean, well, not when it started, when I got started involved in it. Yeah, we had discounts at, at um, Nando's, the milkshake place in yeah. the county Shake mall. Away, that's it? it, Shake Away. Yeah, all that kind of. We had about 20 companies offering like 10, 20% off. Um, but... It's better than ever now, Jonathan, okay? So the bullet points are from the website. Membership for the season costs just £5 and entitles you to a welcome pack of Crawley Town goodies, monthly draws to be a mascot at a home game, flag bearer opportunities for home games, invite to the exclusive Junior Reds Christmas party and open, open training session, a social media shout-out on your birthday, and I'm always very dubious about this, it says, and much more... <laughs> <laughs> now, when I read the three words and much more, what that means to me is a bunch of crap that doesn't cost anything that they haven't thought of yet and they hope you'll forget about. <laughs> That's how I read it. OK, yes, yes. I suppose you could see it that way. As a junior fan, though, you might hope for something big. Maybe. And uh, maybe if we can find out at the end of the season, if, if, if any junior Reds want to go on to that programme, I'm sure they will. It's five pounds. It's like money won straight away, isn't it? Um, if you can let us know at the end of the season what much more was, come on and let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah, I think for five pounds a crack at this, though, it's, it's not too bad. Very good. Five pounds just for the welcome pack looks all right. There's a picture of the welcome pack on the website. There is a there's a balloon, a sticker, a certificate, what looks like an autograph book, a little fixture card, a welcome letter, and one of those 10p bags of Haribo as well. Probably a five pounds worth in there. Yeah. Um, did you have anything to add to Broadfield Buzz? I rattled through that as quick as I could. So it goes way back, I think, to before pre-season, but the cogs... We're in France and they were seen on TV. They were. And they did all right, didn't they? Yeah. So that, that was just a cool thing I thought we should mention. Oh, I thought you were actually going to give us a rundown of how they did. Oh, no. no sorry. I, I thought that was too far away now that we've missed, missed the mark, really. But <laughs> Oh, fine. Oh, were you talking about going to the World Cup or in their own World Cup? In, in their own World Cup, were they? Yeah. But they, they also were, went to the World Cup as well, Yeah, there was they? like, um, uh, how do you say it, like a, an older ladies World Cup, which yeah. they competed in. And they actually went to the Women's World Cup as well. Yes. Um, so, that, so that was great to see again, them for advertised on TV. Three weeks, couldn't turn on my telly without seeing Carol Bates somewhere. Yeah. Um, happens every time, doesn't it? But and then uh, also, <laughs> shirts for schools. Seems like it's having a cracking um, interaction with the fans. It's basically the club giving out free football shirts 
that's Crawley Town football shirts to reception children across the town. It looks like the kids are absolutely loving it, obviously, and it's bringing more people in. You've got to credit there the People's Pension, uh, our main sponsor. Is all I think it's all to do with. I think they pay for all the shirts. It's all their backing as well. So well done to the People's Pension and everybody involved there. Of course, Joe Comper, Reggie the Red, of course, and uh, anybody involved in that uh, program. A lot of players went into a few schools as well. And like you say, it's exactly what we need. It's it's always the next generation, the next generation. Um, and it's absolutely right. You've got to get them in from the absolute start because no doubt all these children, their parents will be maybe supporting Crawley, but quite often a London Premier League club, quite likely. Um, yeah, got to start them young. And on a note from that, the new kit. I thought it was actually pretty hot. The away <laughs> kit is very nice. Very yeah. cool. Yeah, it is, it's it's literally cool, yeah. Um, the third kit, I think, is just last season's away kit, the black and gold one. But uh, yeah, uh, kudos on the kit, the home and away kit, both looking really, really nice. And um, I'm sure they've been flying off the shelves and we're seeing in the stadiums. Um, yeah, beautiful. That That's Broadfield Buzz. So now we move on to the big question, Ewan, which is basically a question which we ask on Twitter and uh, other social media outlets uh, to get your opinions and reactions to something topical that's going on. So this episode's uh, big question, Ewan, is we asked on the 28th of July, so a little bit a while ago, what do you think is going to be Crawley Towns? There was three items, final league position top goal scorer and player of the year. That's what we wanted to know. And any comments if you wanted to throw them in as well. We got a lot of reaction to this. And of course, this is prior to either Carlisle or Salford. So people's opinions may have changed ever so slightly, but this is what we got and just to the first game. And just to paint the picture here, Ewan has literally got, what, two, three pages of A4 yeah, of, I'm, it, of I'm gonna tweets r- printed out? I'm going to rattle through it, okay? So let's start with, again, this is final league position, top goal scorer, player of the year. So Roy Savage said, 15th, Nadison and Cissé, if he stays, if not, then Glenn. Theo Warren, he said, 19th, Nadison got top goal scorer at Nathaniel George, best player. LSC TFC Barton said, 12th, Ashley Nadison got goal scorer, Glenn Morris, best player. Jed Jones, 8th, fairly good, I thought. Uh, Palmer, top goal scorer, Palmer, and the race top player. Um, Daniel Vincent said 17th, Nadison top goal scorer, CC if he stays for this whole season. Sue Wheeler, she said 6th position, Bloomfield top goal scorer and Bloomfield top player. I like that positivity, Susan. Realise we're talking about Crawley Town here, right? We are talking about <laughs> Crawley. Uh, this is prior to Carlisle. This is after the four preseason friendly losses as well. Uh, Malcolm, hashtag lots of numbers. Uh, as long as we're 22nd or above, hopefully Nadison and then Glenn Morris again for player of the year. Uh, Reddy McRedface, 14th in the league. Bloomfield top scorer, Marais player of the year. Ruben Watt said 12th, then Ashley Nadison and Glenn Morris best player. Matt Colburn also said 6th, Palmer top goal scorer. Ferguson best player, that is a really good shape after obviously not seeing the the, um, the Salford game. Phil Brogio, 10th, Bloomfield top goal scorer, Cissé best player. Sam Cook said, I just want a comfortable year. Boring mid-table with exciting playoff flirting would be fine. 
Didn't answer this question, Sam, but thank you very much. Matt Howlett, 15th Ollie Palmer Tops goal scorer, Morris best player. Keep your eye on Matt Howlett. He knows a lot, Matt Howlett. He seems to know some real inside information. So maybe 15th Ollie Palmer, then Morris is, is a fairly good shape. Just a good football brain, maybe. Maybe it's just a good football brain. Maybe he knows lots of people. Who knows? Uh, George or Brackers123 said 8th. Nadison or Bloomfield and then Nathaniel George, best player. Uh, uh, Tinpot and Proud, 13th, Nadison and then Glenn Morris. Colin Lowe says, I think we'll hopefully finish mid-table, although I've had a bet of 7-1 to one to finish top 7. Not bad odds. Player of the year uh, will be Glenn Morris. Uh, didn't mention a top goal scorer. Uh, Neil Hobbs, 10th. Mason Bloomfield, top goal scorer. Philippe Morais, player of the year. Lots of votes for Glenn Morais, isn't there? Um, very popular. And he's had a good start as well. Glenn Morais? Or Glenn Morris or... Felipe Moraes. Felipe Moraes, or a love child of the two. <laughs> what, a, what, what a team that would make. Um, uh, Tom CTFC, 14th. Nadison, top goal scorer. Nadison hasn't had many votes in the top goal scorer ranking, has he? And player of the year, Nathaniel George. Um, Jack Evans said seventh golden boot for Bloomfield and player of the year for Bloomfield as well. DF Crawley fan said playoffs. So top seven, Nadison. Top goal scorer, Morris, player of the year. And Elliot Riccio said 22nd. I can't believe I'm saying this. Nadison, top goal scorer, Cissé, player of the year. And then after we've had all those, I thought, you know what? I'm just going to I'm gonna go um, comment in with uh, Erdem, Salim and Bruce. See if anybody comes back uh, with an opinion. And Erdem came back. And my goodness be, he should be the politician for Crawley. Because he gave a very politically sort of... Um, Roundabout uh, answer. Answer, yeah. yeah. Top, so, all we asked was, final league position, top goal scorer, player of the year. Three words, right? <laughs> top 12 would be a decent achievement. Firstly, I would wish for 25 more goals than last season instead of predicting a top goal scorer. Secondly, I would love us to be team of the year rather than have a standout player of the year. Nolly Sidiri. <laughs> <laughs> How good's that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> very, very good. It thank can't you. Can't be Adam. held accountable if someone doesn't Absolutely. get the season. <laughs> so um, yeah, thank you so much for your answers. Um, I'm going to throw it to you, Jonathan. Please, final league position, top goal scorer, player of the year. Go. So final league position, I would hope for ninth. Top goal scorer, I'm going to join the Nadison bandwagon with that one. Player of the season, I'll join with Glenn Morris again. Again, I I would probably. Go secondly with an, with Dallison might get it because I th I'm kind of mm. a firm favourite on him, but I don't think he's picked up enough sort of recognition for the work he does at the back yet, which is why I'm saying Glenn Morris because it's based upon people's votes and Morris is a high profile player. I'm going to go for eighth, painfully close to the playoffs, just missing out. Top goal scorer, I'm going to go for Nadison and equally player of the year, Nadison as well. Homegrown player, top goal scorer, how could he not win um, player of the year as well? Yeah, that's a fair shout actually. So that was the big question. Again, always look out for the question that we ask. We'll always put it on Twitter or social media with the big question. So if you want to get any comments read out, please let us know. And like um, Jonathan said at the start, if you want to come on the show and give your opinions throughout an entire episode, we'd love you to do that. Because again, we have our opinions. Um, it'd be nice to have a third one and a very contrasting one as well. And my goodness me, if you follow Crawley Town fans on social media, there are some contrasting opinions, Jonathan, aren't there? So this is added time and this is the segment where we put everything that doesn't really fit into any other segments that is still important. And you went last 
podcast, we mentioned right at the end about donations for all of those people that were keen and, and kept listening. You would have heard that we mentioned about donations. Now, at the last home game against Salford, um, we met up with James Laraman, who is a, a Crawley Town fan. And uh, it still surprises me now to even mention this, but um, a massive thank you to James because he made an, an undisclosed donation to us um, that was enough for us to basically buy a, a new microphone so that we have three microphones now so that if we get a guest on, we can interview them. Now, um, unfortunately, obviously, there, there is more to a podcast setup than just a microphone. And so there are some other bits that we still need to get in order to use that. But either way, it is basically a massive... Um, help for the podcast um and thank you so much to james i still can't believe i'm saying this yeah it's incredible we sort of on the last episode we sort of said it just on a whim should we just sort of mention it because again it, we love doing this and we're going to continue to do it. it it costs us a fair bit in equipment though, that's all so if somebody wanted to say oh go on i'll throw you, throw you a few quid to, to pay for something we didn't really expect anybody to, to come forward so to get james come and find us at the sulfur game and, uh, and and give us that um money for the microphone we were blown away and we can't say thank you enough james um, and we had a really quick chat with him about maybe because I, I don't want it. This is not about making money at all. It's not about monetizing it. It's just covering any costs that we want to make the podcast better. That was all it was for. Um, so thank you, James. If anybody else wants to chip in, we might even have a little section at the end where we just say every single episode. Thank you to again to our supporters. And uh, I think that's probably worthwhile. Or maybe another little program of um, how people can not sponsor us might not be the right word. But, um, or subscribers maybe but, yeah. but basically there's other bits of equipment that we would like to get in order to increase our capacity for uh, interviewing more people without having to share microphones and, and to keep the quality of the podcast up um, and we're sort of exploring different areas uh, and, and ways about doing this because like you and said we want to still make this accessible for everyone um, but maybe we'll explore the avenue of possibly offering some extra perks or, or benefits um if you do donate a, a small amount per month uh, a, a, a date with jonathan <laughs> i'm not sure that's a perk or benefit Ewan. <laughs> a date at the devil's den on the east stand with uh, jonathan um but yeah again it's just something we, we thought we'd throw it out there again and again thank you very much to james um, more in added time we're always going to mention gh coaches the travel um band for crawley town now, as we've been, let's say, on air, we've actually had a little message from GH Coaches just to let everybody know that there are seats available for Saturday's trip to Scunthorpe and also Leighton Orient a week on Saturday. If we're going to take two coaches to Leighton Orient, we need to fill up the first by the weekend. So that is, I think this is coming out on Friday, so it'll be sort of tomorrow, this weekend coming up. Um, so we need to confirm that if the second coach is needed with the coach company. All of their coach travel is always £20, so ridiculous small amount of money on the Scunthorpe game Saturday leaves the stadium 8am again 20 quid with a buffet lunch as well the Leighton Orient game of course our closest game of the season 24th of August the coach leaves the stadium at a very reasonable midday for that game so if you want to get on that one please let them know as soon as possible and go to GH Coaches um, website or their Twitter account. They're, I mean, Alan and um, Pat, they're all over the place, so you can find them somewhere very easily. Um, tickets for those games, of course, as well. Leighton Orient is £20, £22 on the gate, I think, and very similar for Scunthorpe. But again, if you want to travel, 
in comfort and in style, get on ghcoaches.co.uk or find them on social. Uh, next, we mentioned Crawley Wasps uh, early in the programme because at the fans forum it was mentioned that they were trying to form a more of a close link with them. So we thought it was quite apt just to mention in here that they're now, of course, in the third tier of women's football after being the league champions in 2018-19 and also had that very famous FA Cup fourth round versus Arsenal. Um, now, they play their home games on Sunday. So if you're not doing anything on Sunday, the 18th of August or Sunday, September the 1st, they have two games, both 2 p.m. kickoffs on those Sundays at East Grinstead's GAC Stadium. Five pounds, two pounds um, and under 12s go free. A season ticket for Crawley Wasps women's 40 quid. Wow. And Sunday games. So if you love your football, you can't get enough. Go and watch Crawley Wasps on Sundays. And maybe one day we'll be saying Crawley Ladies. Who knows? Now, finally, we were meant to have um, Sam Jordan on this podcast. Unfortunately, the dates for both of us, we just couldn't pinpoint a date that would fit for everybody. And um, obviously, different circumstances. Sam's on holiday as well. He was coming back today, so couldn't make this one. We are still getting Sam on. He's very keen to come on, and we are keen to have him on. We would have discussed in Broadfield Buzz today the CTSA forum that took place between now and the last episode, but we thought we're not going to discuss that without Sam here because that would make it so much more interesting and we can get some question answers to some questions that we might have had and uh, we know you sent in some questions as well we're still going to ask those to sam so that will hopefully be on the next episode jonathan when is the next episode so i think we're looking at the first week of september that will be recorded on that next episode so it'll probably be out uh, before the weekend um that, that so we're looking week. recording somewhere around the second or third of September. So between now and then, hopefully we'll have another bit of bully podcast to enjoy as well. So if you've not listened to a bit of bully, do go on SoundCloud where it's just go on SoundCloud and you can search for a bit of bully. You'll find it on there. So again, the more people we can get listened to podcasts, the better. Um, and we hope you've enjoyed. If this is your first ever straight episode, hope you've enjoyed it. We do love feedback. So please let us know. Um, like and comment on the SoundCloud or wherever you listen to it as well. And and of course, tell your friends. Yeah, and we and we love meeting you about. And from you and myself, thank you so much for listening. And we look forward to uh, speaking and uh, chatting with you again in the next podcast very soon. Cheers. See you soon. Bye bye.